0: I'm going to tell you how to set and achieve smart goals for your podcast. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, Episode 204. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm recording this now just after a new year, and you might be listening to this at really any time of the year and on any year in particular. But one of the things that around the time of the new year, people like to think about are their goals for the next year. And I challenge you to think about that. Whatever time of year it is when you're listening to this right now, think about your goals for your podcast. What kind of goals do you have? Do you even have goals for your podcast? And it's fine if you're just doing this for the fun of it. I'll mention that more in a little bit. But you should have some kinds of goals and those goals should be SMART goals. That stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So I encourage you to set some goals for your podcast and work to achieve those goals by having a plan behind it. Usually, when podcasters have certain goals, they're pretty much just desires at a certain point. They start out as just basic desires, and those desires come down to one or both of two basic things. That is, either I want to help myself and or I want to help others. Practically, this really breaks out into five common desires for podcasters, like I want to have fun. If you're doing your podcast as a hobby, maybe you're just in the podcasting area for the sheer enjoyment of it. You enjoy this field. You enjoy talking about it. You enjoy talking with other like-minded individuals who enjoy the same topic you're talking about. You like the art and the technology of podcasting. You like jumping aboard this new kind of thing called podcasting that's been around now for 10 years at least. You might be doing it just for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that but that's one of the basic desires is I want to have fun. Another basic desire is I want to make money. You might be podcasting to support your business. You might be podcasting just to earn a little extra income or maybe you're podcasting to pay for this hobby that you have to cover all of those expenses because you're trying to just have fun at this and not turn it into a business. Another desire is I want to be famous Maybe you want a really big following, a massive audience. You want people to know, like, and trust you, to respect you, and to see you as an authority in your field. This could lead to something like book deals, speaking opportunities. It could lead to a bigger audience, special interviews, maybe appearing on TV, maybe becoming a celebrity at some point. That's really up to you to define, but that might be a basic desire you have is, I want to be famous another basic desire is I want to help people. Maybe you want to improve the lives of people by teaching them something new, educating them on how to do something better, or just outright encouraging them, uplifting them in some way. Or maybe Your desire is, I want to entertain people. You want to make people laugh, or you just want to engage people's attention with something that has some kind of entertainment value that people can go to, to relax from their normal everyday lives and all of the other stresses that they have. And you want them to just have fun or disengage from the rest of their lives by consuming your content. There's nothing wrong with any of these five basic desires in podcasting. I want to have fun. I want to make money. I want to be famous. I want to help people. I want to entertain people. Nothing wrong with any of those by themselves or all together. You are in podcasting for your own reasons. But these are basic desires. Let's turn these desires into SMART goals. The idea of SMART goals originally came from George Doran, Arthur Miller, and James Cunningham, who wrote about SMART goals in the November 1981 issue of Management Review. Their article was entitled, There's a SMART, S-M-A-R-T, Way to Write Management Goals and Objectives. Since then, SMART has come to mean different things. People swap out different words and different things and meanings to the acronym SMART. But I like to look at it as meaning specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Besides this acronym and what that means, I'll dig more into that in just a moment. It is really the smarter way of setting goals to make your goals meet all of these basic requirements and to refine them by going through to set SMART goals. So let's go through this. S-M-A-R-T start with specific goals. Don't be vague at all about your goals. Figure out exactly what it is that you want and that can be your exact goal. For example, instead of saying, I want to grow my audience, that's a very vague goal. Okay, you get one more person listening, you've grown your audience. Does that mean you met your goal or not? How many people do you actually want listening or viewing your show? Even if you say, I want to double my audience, That's still not really a specific goal. Nail it down to something very specific, an exact number, if you're working with anything that's based on numbers. For example, you might want to say, I want to grow my audience to 10,000 people. You could also say, I want to make $1,000 per month from my podcast, or I want to be the number one podcast in iTunes for my subject. These are all very specific goals. And being specific is the foundation to knowing how to achieve your goals. Because if you don't have a specific thing in mind, then you really don't know exactly what it is that you're going for. Imagine trying to be in a sharpshooting contest and the bullseye isn't actually marked on the target. They just say, yeah, it's, it's somewhere down there. Just shoot in that direction and hope you hit the bullseye. You'll never hit it because you don't know exactly what you're aiming for. So, be specific with your goals so you're chasing the right thing. Next, measurable. How are you going to measure your success in your progress toward your goals? If you want 10,000 people consuming your podcast, for example, how are you going to count those 10,000 people? For podcast stats, I recommend Blueberry and Libsyn. They're industry standards, they've been around for a long time, they refined their algorithms for counting subscribers and downloaders and discounting all of the bots that are out there. I highly recommend Blueberry or Libsyn for your podcast stats and these give you your download stats so they count no matter how someone downloads your episodes as long as you have set this up properly it will count. If you want a large audience then first, when you're looking at your podcast stats, ignore this myth of monthly downloads. I've blogged about this before on com, and you can get the link to that as well as the other notes for this episode in the show notes at com slash goals. But I've talked about the myth of monthly downloads. It's this thing where people say, yeah, I'm getting a thousand downloads per month, I'm getting 10,000 downloads per month or 500 downloads per month. It's really a meaningless number because downloads per time period can be easily altered. It's very easy to influence that in one way or, or another. For example, if you don't release any episodes in a month, you'll still get downloads in that month but they'll be significantly lower. If you double the number of episodes you release in a month, you will probably double your downloads per month, but your audience may not have grown a single person. So don't think about monthly downloads unless you're going to a sponsor and saying this is how many potential monthly impressions your sponsorship spot could have if you sponsor every episode of the podcast or It gives them some idea then of a longer term sponsorship and what their number of impressions might be. But still, even then, it's a bit too big. Monthly downloads are really just meaningless. You need to look at your per episode downloads. And I suggest after about four weeks and popular podcast stats like Blueberry and Libsyn, do provide you with that information where you can look at just an individual episode for a specific time period and see how many downloads did it receive in that specific time period or for its entire lifetime so you can see what your most popular content was. Those are ways to measure that kind of goal that you might have. But you also need to know how you're going to measure other goals. Like if it's a monetary goal, how will you know when you've reached that goal? How are you going to measure it? Do you have something in place to be able to measure the income that's a result of your podcast versus income you might be making through other methods? A simple way to do this, if you're looking at referral income from an affiliate program, for example, like Amazon.com, you can set up separate tracking IDs for each of your podcasts. Just have a single Amazon affiliate account and then multiple tracking IDs and use each of those separate tracking IDs for each of those podcasts. For example, if you buy something from Amazon, when you visit a link from the audacity to you're using the specific tag for the audacity to podcast. So if you purchase anything else out there, like you might purchase the once upon a time TV series on DVD and or Blu-ray, then it goes toward the income from the audacity to podcast. But if you instead click on an Amazon link from oncepodcast.com, which is our Once Upon a Time podcast, and you buy a microphone through that link, that income gets counted toward our Once Upon a Time podcast. So I'm able to track these kinds of things. You need to set up that kind of thing for you so that you are able to measure exactly how much success you're having in pursuing the goal that you have. So figure out what that means for whatever goal it is that you have in place. Make it measurable and figure out how you can measure it and see that you are progressing through this. So you need specific goals, measurable goals, and next is attainable goals. This is when it's time to really be honest and sometimes take a hard dose of truth. Is it really reasonable and realistic for you to reach the certain goal that you have in mind or collection of goals that you have in mind. Now, I'm all for dreaming big, but at the same time, you also need to dream realistically. You may say, for example, I want to be the number one podcast in all of iTunes. Is that possible? Yes, certainly. Any podcast potentially could be it, but then again, is it actually attainable? realistically probably not especially if you have a niche podcast and you're not a celebrity it's very unlikely that you're going to have the number one podcast in all of iTunes where you have the most downloads of anyone out there think about the podcast serial from 2014 and the huge success that they had with their approach with how they produce the show with the months and months of time that went into making that show, all of the professionals that were working on it to make just an amazing show. It's basically a TV show, but told through a podcast and told through a creative way of storytelling. They did an amazing job with that. And that appealed to a lot of people. Are you going to appeal to just as many people or even more with a niche podcast about knitting or about movies or about something like that? Probably not. It's not reasonably attainable. That goal isn't at least. But you may think that you want to leave your day job and make your income solely from your podcast. Okay, that on the surface sounds attainable, but that's where you need to get specific and measurable too. What does that actually mean? And consider, is that actually attainable and practical if the podcast that you're trying to monetize is a podcast whose audience is made entirely of preteen kids, no, not very easy to monetize with that audience. So you might not be able to monetize that podcast enough where you could make your income solely from the podcast. So this doesn't mean you should stick with just easy goals. Go ahead and imagine the impossible. But your actual goals must be something that is actually attainable for you. So be reasonable, be realistic with this. In my 200th episode, I talked with John Lee Dumas about his massive success that he's had in podcasting. And I think about this often, even before I talk to him, is could I have his same kind of success? Sure, I could. It is totally possible for that. But is it actually attainable for me to make the same kind of income that he's making with the field I'm in and with the way that I've chosen to run my business and my life? No, probably not. Now there could be something that I'll discover along the way that could put in those pieces together, but I'm also trying to be realistic at the same time I do have big goals and big dreams as well. So your goals need to be attainable. Next, they need to be relevant. What goals actually make sense in combination with whatever you're doing? Do your goals fit with your personality? And do your goals fit with your content? Do your goals fit with your audience? Is it relevant to all of these? For example, if my goal is to sell $100,000 worth of knitting tutorials... I'm probably not going to achieve that goal. It's not relevant if I'm advertising it here on the Audacity to podcast. Now, I know some of my listeners are knitters, but not all of them, and certainly not enough to give me that kind of goal. It's not relevant to what I'm already doing. If your goals aren't relevant to what it is you're already doing, your audience, your content, that kind of thing, maybe you need to either adjust your goals or you need to adjust what you're doing. For those goals. If you have the goal of making $100,000 from your podcast and you have that podcast for preteens, then maybe you need to shift the kind of podcast that you do. Maybe you need to make your podcast a podcast for parents who have preteens. That might be a little bit easier to monetize. It's more relevant then to have that goal with that approach to your content. So make your goals relevant. And finally, make your goals time bound. Give yourself some kind of deadline for these goals. This will help you then to break it down into actionable steps over time, which I'll get more into in just a moment. But it's totally possible that you could make your income completely from your podcast. But don't expect that you're going to be able to do that immediately. If you say, I want to have my full-time income coming from my podcast in six months, that's a pretty tight goal. Maybe achievable depending on how you approach it. If you say you want this three years from now, that's a lot more achievable. That gives you a lot more freedom and flexibility to make things work and to grow things in the way that you need to. So your goals should have some kind of binding to a specific deadline. If you want 10,000 listeners per episode to your podcast, that's a specific goal. Give it a time to say, then. I want 10,000 downloads per episode by the end of this year. All right, then you look at how much time do you have left in the year and what steps will it take every day, every week, every month to get to that goal. It took me a year just to make the Audacity to Podcast stable enough to launch my own business. Then it took me almost two years for that business that was inspired and built kind of around the platform I had with the Audacity to Podcast, to actually replace my prior income. And then in 2014, I did finally double my gross income from my previous job, but my net income, or the take-home pay of that, was actually still lower than my previous employment. That's because 2014 was a very expensive year for me, especially with developing and launching my podcast reviews, which continues to grow, but that was very expensive to develop. And so 2014 was an expensive year. So it takes time to do these things. And when you set a deadline for yourself, don't beat yourself up if you don't quite make the deadline. If you only make it 75% there, that's not a failure. That's a huge success, especially a huge success compared to where you may have been when you started One of my goals in this year is to make $100,000 in gross income. And if I end the year with, quote, only, unquote, $75,000, hey, I'm going to still count that as a success because that's even better than previous years and it's a far distance from failure. I may not have made that deadline by working toward that deadline and making actionable plans along the way. I can make that goal a lot more attainable. And if I slightly miss it, I've still succeeded a lot. So your SMART goals need to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. You can look at these and some of the extra information I have in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash goals and see the show notes for episode 204. So that's how you set your goals. But what good are setting goals if you don't have a plan to achieve your goals? In fact, a goal without a plan is just a dream that will never be realized. So you need to have actionable steps to reach your goal. Your specific goal or collection of goals require different actionable steps for each of them, but here are some ways that you can make your actionable steps. For whatever your goals might be. Number one, break big goals into smaller goals. You've heard the saying before how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. It's really true. And audacious goals are really great to have, but they can often seem so big that we don't work on them as urgently as we should, or we don't realize how much work we need to be doing on a daily basis in order to meet that big goal because we might be thinking, yeah, I've got a whole year to get 10,000 new downloaders to my podcast. Uh, No problem there. But it could be a problem if you're not taking daily action toward that. So for example, if you want 10,000 downloads per episode and your goal is one year from now and you currently have 500 downloads per episode, That means you need to grow your audience by 800 people, about 800 people every month. That goal by itself may still seem too big in your mind to really process down to what kind of actions you need to take. So break it down even smaller and you'll realize that every single day of the week you would need to bring about 27 new subscribers to your podcast. Can you bring 27 new subscribers per day? That sounds now a lot more achievable, doesn't it? Instead of thinking 10,000, where am I going to find 10,000 people? No, just find 27 people each day. And another approach that you could take to this is instead of that flat rate across each day, you could get some momentum going. So you start out with a small daily goal such as two people on day one. And on day two, you do four people. On day three, you do six people. On day four, you do eight people. On day five, you do ten people. And so on like that, where every day you're doing the same amount as you did the day before, plus two more. At that rate, if you could maintain that momentum throughout the year, at that rate, you would have more 10,000 new subscribers within a year. You would reach and surpass your deadline very quickly, actually. And if you could double your audience every single day, then that would really surpass your dreams in just a month of time or less. So what about my goal that I gave as an example of $100,000 in a year? That means I need to generate $8,333 of gross income every month. That still seems kind of high, but if I break it down even further, that means I need to generate just under $400 on every business day of the week. So just the five days a week, not every single day. $400 per day, that sounds a lot more achievable instead of that big goal of $100,000. How in the world am I going to make $100,000? So $400 today then might mean I need to sell a certain number of copies of my SEO for podcasters course. I need to sell a certain number of WordPress plugins, my social subscribe and follow icons, or I need to sell a certain number of my other training courses or sell hardware, podcasting equipment, consulting services. I could break it down then to figure out today, what do I need to do to meet today's goal? And just keep doing that over and over and over. So that's number one, break big goals into smaller goals. Number two, Focus on your goals every day. I really think that your goals won't be as achievable until you break them down into that daily goal. Then figure out what it will take to get to that daily goal. So if it's getting 27 new subscribers, think about what do I need to do today to get 27 new subscribers or to make $400 or to write a certain number of words for a book or to record a certain amount of audio or video content for something else that you're making. This is what I often forget in my business is to set these daily goals and work toward that daily goal. I'm going to stick a note on my screen, as much as I hate paper, but a note that just simply says $400 today. And that will remind me that I need to focus on that goal. What can I do today today? to make that $400. If I had a goal for this year of increasing the size of my audience then I would write that number down to remind myself what can I do to get this many new subscribers today and break it down that way focus on it specifically every day. Now there may be certain days where the work I'm doing today contributes to the success of tomorrow. For example A lot of the work that I'm doing currently on this SEO for Podcasters course is contributing to future success. So it's not every single day, but once I have the course released, which will be very soon, then it's something that can start generating income, but then I'll work on the next course. So I'm building toward tomorrow's success, but that success does eventually need to come. So like with my SEO for Podcasters course, I have a specific goal in mind of how many copies of that I want to sell or need to sell. And then also I have another goal in mind of what other products and services am I going to make in this coming year. So that's number two, focus on your goals every day. Number three, schedule regular time to work toward your goals. It's not enough just to focus on your goals and to just be aware of, yeah, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. Then the day's over and you never did it you need to actually set aside dedicated time to work toward your goals, toward making them an actual reality. Even if you set aside only 15 minutes every day of the week to work toward your goal, that's almost two hours of work per week and about 90 hours of work in a year. Imagine what you could do if you had 90 hours dedicated toward helping you achieve a certain goal you would probably achieve that goal a lot better. Now that's just 15 minutes per day. Imagine what you could do if you made an hour per day toward your specific goal. And that's hundreds of hours in a year. I recommend two different tools to help you with this kind of scheduling and setting aside the dedicated time for your task. One is a calendar and the other is a timer. The calendar is to actually schedule your work during a specific time of the day. For example, I realized that my email inbox was getting out of control. So now I have on my calendar for every day of the week, a specific appointment to process my email. And having that appointment enables me to stick with my email, stay on top of things, to keep my inbox low, and to respond to certain feedback and questions that I really need to or want to respond to. If I miss that appointment, then I start to fall behind. So don't miss those appointments with yourself. Use whatever calendar tool you can, but something that can remind you would be best. And you need the discipline to stick with that and to realize whatever task you're doing, you need to set aside and switch over to doing this task you're supposed to be doing during this specific time. The timer can help you focus then. There are multiple approaches to this. The most popular is called the Pomodoro Technique and it's basically where you set the timer for a certain amount of time, let's say 25 minutes or it could be 50 minutes or an hour, but you work only on that specific task during those 25 minutes. There will be distractions that will come up, certain other things will come to your mind that you want to do, you want to check, you want to look at your email, you think, oh, what's the weather today? Or, oh, I need to call that place. Or someone comes and interrupts you in some way. Having that timer gives you freedom to be able to deal with those things, but the freedom to defer them for just a short amount of time. This works great with focusing because then you know, yes, I can chase these distractions in just a little bit. It's only going to be 10 more minutes or 15 more minutes or 20 more minutes and then I can do this thing but right now I'm focused on this particular task. If someone needs to interrupt you during that time then it would be very easy for you to just say I'd love to talk to you but I'm really on a focused time right now can I talk to you in 20 minutes or I will call you back in 10 minutes Something like that or just not answer the phone, let it go to voicemail. It's okay, you don't have to answer every single phone call you receive. So these two tools, a calendar to schedule your actual appointments with yourself and a timer can help you focus on these goals on a daily basis and set aside that specific time to work toward them. That's number three, schedule regular time to work toward your goals. Number four, remove distractions. I really struggle with distractions. On the days that I feel like I haven't accomplished anything, I can look back and see how I spent a lot of my time chasing one distraction after another. It might be, oh, I want to fix this little thing on my podcast reviews, or, oh, I want to go over here and Participate in this social network conversation that's going on about podcasting, or, oh, here are a bunch of emails. I really need to process these, or I want to check up on this reporting, or I want to test this podcasting equipment, or I want to research this idea. A lot of these things are things that I should be doing at some point, but they're distracting me from what I actually need to be doing in that day. The distractions could be important things, like some of those things are important for me to do. Or for you, it might be phone calls or answering email or certain other tasks. They could also be pointless distractions like playing a game, certain conversations, aimlessly browsing the web or bouncing from video to video on YouTube. Those kinds of things can be removed or at least deferred. If you can't remove the distraction itself, try to remove yourself from the distracting environment. Sometimes that might mean if you have a laptop computer take your laptop computer and just go somewhere else in the house. That can often help a lot with focus I found. I'll occasionally grab my laptop and just go sit at the dining room table. It might be a bit noisier but the different environment helps me to focus a bit better. Or take your laptop computer or just maybe a writing pad where you're trying to get some ideas or write some things down. Go to a coffee shop, a public library sit on a park bench somewhere, go in the mall and just hang out next to the waterfall or something like that. Some place where you have fewer distractions that will actually steal your time and steal your focus so that then you can focus on that thing you need to do. The third thing that you could do besides removing the distraction or removing yourself from the distraction is defer that distraction to a better time in just a little bit. If someone comes to you With a conversation to say, let me talk to you in 10 minutes or 20 minutes or let me call you back at the end of today or something like that. You're deferring it, schedule it out there so you can get it done, but you're removing that distraction instead of letting it steal your attention away from what it is that you need to be doing at that moment. So that's number four remove distractions. Number five, get help and support. There are different schools of thought about whether you should go public with your goals. And ultimately, I think that's up to you. But the thing that is absolutely sure is that most goals cannot be accomplished alone. You may need direct help with your goals. Maybe you're not equipped to do the thing. You might need to hire someone, a consultant or a coach, or contract some work out to someone. I did that with my podcast reviews. I had some specific things in mind and I realized I can't do this by myself. So I hired a team of developers who then created this back-end interface for me. And I can still go in and tweak things as I do. But they've done a lot of the work for me. I could not have accomplished it by myself. The same thing with like podcastplaces.com and all of the information that's there on that site and still coming on that site and other products and services that I have in the works. I cannot do them by myself. So sometimes it involves getting direct help on those things. Sometimes the help might just be some kind of accountability or support to keep you going. Whether this costs really shouldn't matter. In fact, I would say if it costs, it might be even more worth it if it costs you a little bit because that will help you to take it more seriously as an investment in your success. And yes, even if we're just talking about you have a fan podcast and this is your hobby, you just do this for the enjoyment of it. Still, you might need help to accomplish whatever goals it is you have with that fan podcast, to interview a celebrity, to be mentioned by someone famous, to do something awesome, to get press passes, to go somewhere really cool so you can meet cool people and have a great time, whatever it is, these kinds of things will help you. So don't try to do this alone. In this year, that's one of my goals is to not be so alone in my business and to get more help and accountability, especially in support, people I can bounce my ideas off of. I am going to be forming a mastermind group. If you're interested in that, please email me feedback at the audacity to Put in the subject line mastermind. If you're interested in that, there will be certain requirements on that. But if you're interested, let me know. And it is going to cost a small fee just to help us all. Keep our seriousness in it. So that's number five, get help and support. And number six, review your progress and adjust as necessary. Take frequent opportunities to check in with how you're doing toward reaching your goals. If your goals are measurable and time bound, as they should be, then it should be really easy to compare your current position with where you need to be. Look at, okay, you know, you need. 800 new subscribers this month. It's day five. How many new subscribers do you have? Are you where you need to be with the time that you have? If not, then maybe consider adjusting something. If you are where you need to be or you're beyond where you need to be, then you've got some great momentum going. Look at what's helping you to accomplish that momentum and see if you can increase that even more. So, that you will achieve not just your goals, but you'll surpass your goals. So, these six tips for helping you achieve your goals number one, break big goals into smaller goals. Number two, focus on your goals every day. Number three, schedule regular time to work toward your goals. Number four, remove distractions. Number five, get help and support. And number six, review your progress and adjust. This is what can help you with your SMART goals for your podcast. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. I really do hope that you find your success in podcasting however it is that you define success. I'd love your feedback on these. And also, I want to hear from you what helps you achieve your goals, whether it be with your podcast or just in general, what really helps you to achieve your goals and what are some of your goals for your podcast in the upcoming year or years. Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash goals. Big thanks to two people who left kind reviews for me in iTunes recently. R.S. Denton said, I really like the fact that Daniel dives deep into the ins and outs of what you need to think about when doing a podcast. All the episodes are well-structured, easy to follow, and very actionable. That's why I'm a subscriber. Thank you, R.S. Denton. Aura Stinton said a lot more than that, and you can get the link to read the full review in the show notes for this episode. Laura McClellan from the Productive Woman podcast, which, by the way, is a member of Noodle Mix Network. Definitely check it out. It has great productivity tips, even for guys or guys to help you understand your wives or the women in your lives a bit better. But check it out at productivewoman.com. Laura said, I love how well organized each episode is with plenty of specific, practical, Actionable tips and recommendations. Every question I have about how to podcast has an answer somewhere in the episodes Daniel has produced. You can read the full review that Laura wrote in the show notes for this episode at the slash goals. Thank you, R S Denton and Laura McClellan for those kind reviews. I really appreciate it. They really encourage me and they help other people find the podcast as well. If you haven't left a review yet, would you please consider doing one? Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes or theaudacitypodcast.com slash Stitcher and write a review there. The big announcement that I'm excited to share is that SEO for Podcasters is launching. This is a great course packed with all kinds of information about search engine optimization. I've actually... As much as I didn't think I need to and didn't want to, I'm actually having to delay the launch a bit because the more that I record and the more content that goes into this, the more I realize there needs to be extra content and the more in-depth things get. And this is going to be the most in-depth information I think you will ever get on search engine optimization specific to podcasting. Check it out at com slash SEO. I'm going to have a special bonus for those who pre-order it and order it on the day that it launches. So if you want in on that bonus, make sure you're signed up for my email list over at theaudacitypodcast.com. But you can pre-order it or if it's already available by now, you can order it through the audacity to slash seo and that special bonus hasn't actually been announced yet so the people who did the initial pre-order are getting their bonus plus they're going to get this extra bonus that will be coming out later too check that out at the audacity podcast.com slash seo i'd love to work with you to help you podcast or fix what you're doing or fix a problem you might be having please contact me feedback at the audacity to podcast.com. Or leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can send a voice message through the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. You can also use all that feedback information if you want to submit a question or have a suggestion for something that I should cover in a future episode of the show. And I'd love to provide that extra resource for you. Please comment on the show notes for this episode. Let me know what your goals are and how you work to achieve your goals. The show notes are at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash goals for episode 204. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.